is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Panthers Nation Network. It is all, it's finally here, last weekend without NFL football for the rest of the year. We had cotton. It was hard to be excited for NFL football because college football was just so freaking insane this weekend. Every every game was was ridiculous. Every game was ridiculous. And I know it was tough watching South Carolina, but there's a lot better football to be played. Oh yeah, absolutely. But we watched some games. We got some great games. And the beauty of college football is that we can watch two mediocre teams go at it and get a classic out of it. And, and Florida State, oh not Florida, yeah, Florida State, Lou, uh, LSU the other the other day. That was a great game, um, a mid-off of sorts. I mean, and we got to watch a lot of great teams, you know, a lot of these, you know, lower-ranked teams play competitive football against bigger-name schools. And, I mean, I, I saw a lot. There's a lot There's a lot to be excited about, you know, with, with football across the country. I mean, you know, being in West Virginia, I knew nothing of the backyard brawl, you know, because it hadn't happened in since, what, 2011, I think. So, yeah. I mean, I wasn't really paying attention at the time, but, you know, being here for it and being in the state for it, I mean, and watching that game was ridiculous to start out the season. It was insane, and I hate lose. I hate when a team loses on a on a on a review. I hate it so much. It reminds me of Super Bowl Fifty when you're just sitting there getting a constant reminder that yes, you didn't do the exact thing that you needed to do to win the game. You clearly, you very clearly, in multiple examples, did not do what you were supposed to do. I always yeah, or, hate that. Or like, or, or like a. But there was there was so many games this weekend where I like Dude. If, if if I could have both teams lose, I would be okay with it. App State, North Carolina being one of them. Hey, everybody, stop that now. Hey, stop that now. That was a great game. Lost. That was a great game. No, 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 no. The best game of the weekend was Old Dominion beating Virginia Tech. Let's just go ahead and call it. I was waiting for you to bring mater, that up. My alma mater came through, and we did what we were supposed to do. We reigned supreme. I'm gonna take it on. The, I'm gonna take that one for the chest, and I'm gonna give you an upgrade. Florida State wasn't supposed to win that game, and that's my other squad. And we came in and we did what we were supposed to do. We pulled out against LSU, which means hopefully our program is on the uprise. But we'll see what happens for the rest of the year. I wouldn't use LSU as your as your measuring point to. I wouldn't use LSU as your measuring point to know whether or not your your program's on the up and up. I'm not. I, I wouldn't give that to them. The best game, though, I gotta say, was Florida and Utah. That I didn't game to catch it. I didn't even huh? see that Bro. one. I didn't see that one. Bro, you gotta go back. I think it was Utah. I think they were. I think it was, yeah, it was Utah. Utah. Go back and watch the end of that game and whoever the quarterback they had they have there now. Oh, bro. Oh, Anthony Richardson, bro. Dude. That's a Cam clone. That's Cam Dude. Oh, a, he, if oh, he came was, out of seven. Yeah, he came out of seven. seven right? yeah. Yep. Oh, that's right. I didn't even really I didn't even register the name, dude. Last play, game winning drive, right? He scrambled in the pocket. Pump fakes because the pocket's broken down. He's getting chased down. Pump fakes and spins out of the pump fake. He jumps up in the air, spins around, finds a guy in the end zone. But the coldest part was the route he found. Like he ran a few yards to the right, found a receiver. I've never seen this before. Was or I hadn't seen this in a while. Standing wasn't running around anymore. Was just straight up standing in place. Caught the ball, won the game, yeah, and that's right. and that's how they beat Utah. It was yeah. it was dirty. And that guy right there is a dog at quarterback. Someone I'd be looking for. You know, down the line, if whoever we have here don't work out, I'd, I'd be another one to look at. It was just a great slew of college games all together. I mean, all around, you know, even like the App State Chapel Hill game. That was ridiculous. They see they scored more points in the football game than they did in their <laughs> basketball game <laughs> last season. They Bro. scored more total points. I think that's hilarious. 
you know what's funny? I know we get a little off track and we talk about a lot, a lot of college football, but since I'm in the state of North Carolina now, I you know, I had to hear a lot about UNC about how oh oh UNC's coming, Matt Brown's got UNC turned around. I said, bro, I said, look at man. I said, when y'all play App State, I'm a, I, that's what I'm gonna tell. That's gonna tell me a lot. You drop, you let App State drop sixty plus on you. Then you let Fam you drop twenty four. But then I just watched Fam you get drawn by Jackson State. By Jackson State, exactly. I was like, bro. It, I, I said, bro. North Carolina is way is light years away from being a top end program, and I don't believe that. I I know what Matt Brown was to that program. But he ain't that ain't that no more. That, that's that's over with. Nineties are gone. Gene Chizik ain't saving that defense. I told people about Gene Chizik and that and, and coaching that defense. I was like, bro, y'all really sure you're gonna put your faith in Gene and a Gene Chizik coach unit? I, I was more surprised with I was more surprised with App State's defense because they're not one at least in the last few years yeah. to give up that amount of points. Like they'll get and, and this isn't the first time they've taken on a Power Five school. Not even oh. close. And, and, you know, you saw what they did to us. You saw what they've done in the past to teams like, you know, like Marshall or teams like, you know, even Chapel Hill the year beforehand. Like, they're not one – or Penn State. Remember back when they almost beat Penn State? What was that, two years ago? No, no when App State beat Michigan. When App State beat Michigan, what was it like three – was it like three years ago, three, four years no, ago? No, that, 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 that was back, like back in 2008, that, that's, right? That's them like, yeah, that's the Marmani Edwards days. Yeah, that's, oh, that was way, okay. way in the day. But, they, I mean, they almost – like they played – and that was like Saquon Barkley, Penn State, if I'm not mistaken, or at least one year removed from Saquon Barkley, uh, Penn yeah, State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the other year when they went to Penn State and lost that game, that was – But was, only by like, what, two touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, it was, was not like, – They just made a jump from the FCS up to the FBS at that point. I remember. Yeah. And so there, you know, that was more surprising was the defensive was the defensive performance of App State because they're not one to normally give up that many points. And I love UNC, you know, rooting for it because look at, I mean, being from North Carolina, you pick one or the other, but football was really, you didn't really have anywhere to go for football, at least in my era of growing up, you know, Shantice and I, we didn't really have anyone in in the North Carolina area. I mean, the biggest team for us growing up was South Carolina and Clowney for, you know, those three, four years where they were actually doing well. Exactly. Um, I mean, yeah. and don't get me wrong. Like I had teammates that went that played for Chapel Hill, Austin Prohl, Bentley Spain, guys like that. You know, of course, we all know Kevin Donnelly and everything he's <laughs> that we're doing with Chapel Hill now. But I mean, I was it's like to celebrate when you literally only won because their quarterback just did not reach out. I mean, he was right there. Yeah. He was right freaking there. And like the only reason they even got up the top the way they did is because they kicked that freaking onside kick. And I hate hate onside kicks like that when they get to, when they run that stuff back it's it's ridiculous but it just got me really excited for nfl football watching all of it go on i had to watch you know i got to check out the tape for temple because we know that if matt rules with us some of those guys are going to be on the roster next season so we got to go ahead and scout the temple guys that are going to be on the team but other than that i mean it was just fun to have football back it was yeah, real, no it was just no real fun no question even on hbcu level you know central came in and beat up ant yeah poor, big, poor south carolina state rival. though they shouldn't have, they shouldn't have agreed to that <laughs> Man, I, well, this is what, but but I, I, this is what Buddy Pugh does though. He'll schedule those games early in the season. They get beat up on, but by the time they hit conference play and they start playing their level of competition, they're That'll usually battle tested enough. And if they can yep. make it through their make it through their conference, nobody truly wants to play them. Because here's the one thing I tell anybody about the state of South Carolina: when you think about a guy like um, 
Darius Leonard. He played. He went. He went to. He went to Lake City. And if you know, if you if you know where that's at in South Carolina, that's in the middle of nowhere. You can't find it on a map. City is is a stretch to call it in itself. It's, exactly. It's more. It's more of a town. More. Not. Not. Not even that. It's a place. It's, it's got like. It's like. It got like four streets and a stop sign. You feel me? So I mean, there's a lot of talent in those areas. So he gets these guys. He coaches them up. And if you know anything about South Carolina, they are a football. They're an NFL factory as far as HBCUs go. They're by yes, far they away the most productive HBCU as far as putting NFL pros into the league. So they, they and, got some. They still got some guys for sure. And and I gotta say, because I saw your tweet about it, and I was like, you know, what? let me check this out. The HBCU streaming service. I don't remember what it's called or how. Yeah, HBCU League Pass. Yeah, dude. I I looked into that. I did a little, you know, the uh the 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 free free trial to watch. A, it was a Howard University in Hampton yeah. the other day for the for the for the battle of the real HU. Put out a damn good product. Telling you, bro. Very like, hot, bro. like uh freaking uh what's his name? Byron Allen. He's yeah. A, he, he was the he was the investor into into making HBCU go HBCU League Pass. Had a you know had a group of investors go go in trying to be able to market HBCU HBCU sports to have be, be able to generate money for these schools and sign uh, exclusive rights deals with these schools to air all of their athletics. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think very a, a very innovative way to promote your schools especially at that SPS level and and below yeah. because a lot of these schools don't generate any money from exactly athletic. but that looks good though but that's good though with Dion going back Eddie George going back you got Hugh Jackson going back you know they're all going back to these HBCUs to bring that light to that it's talent that's been there for for ages decades I mean there's a there's a whole slew of them we could talk about but at the end of the day I think with the with with the way that they're doing it as far as promotion through the marketing and all those campaigns now it's going to bring much more, much more vision into that, and be able to get talent from there. I mean, especially where a lot of these schools are located, like you know, West Virginia State University, that's right in Charleston. Johnson C. Smith University is right in Charlotte. Charlotte, right. yep. And and, and mm-hmm. I actually, I was covering the first game, their first game against Bluefield State University here at <laughs> in West Virginia, and uh, I actually got to go out of the game. It was a crazy game. The atmosphere is always awesome, and it's just it's a it's a different feel, but it needs to get that sort of recognition, get that promotion because. It's just as fun, if not more entertaining than, you know, most college football around there. But, you know, merging back to to NFL football now, because like we said, week away, but, you know, now we're in that weird dead period. It's kind of odd with the the third preseason game. You know, we always had it with the fourth preseason game. You still had that week break, but you felt like, you know, more football had been played or more, you know, more questions had been answered. And now with the third week and the 53-man deadline, um, being where they are, it's it's kind of it's just a little you know a little dead period where you don't really have anything anything going on. You know, we had our cuts, we had some some signings. Um, couple question marks. Uh, we're gonna go off right at the bat. I mean, one of the guys that we were thinking, you know, provided provided depth at the defensive line position as well. Like, really hadn't gotten a chance to show what they could do, especially playing behind guys like you know. Um, Oh crap! The guy from Baylor—I don't remember his name. What Bravion um, Roy? Yeah, um, Derrick Brown, and uh, what last year? It was who was the guy? Who was the guy last year? The, the veteran we signed last year. Well, you think about—I mean, it was KK at first, and then it was mm-hmm. then it was De- uh, Dequan Jones. Yeah, yeah, um, Jones last and, year, and or not even where's the KK? I can't remember if we cut KK before that or not. We cut—I think we cut KK before Matt Rule's first season. I can't remember either yeah, way. He was, he was, he was, he was before. Matt who was? But then who would? Who was? Derek Brown going next to you at D at D lineman. Oh, that first year. Yeah. Was that that dude from Auburn? Was it the guy from Auburn? Well, Derek. Well, Derek Brown. Fairly. Fairly. Nah, nah, it wasn't him. 
I could I, I, I couldn't tell you who was on that first group. I, was, I think it may have been Don Terry Poe, if I'm not mistaken. Oh God, if we still had him, my goodness. But Davion Nixon, you know, guy really hadn't gotten a chance to like show what he could do, and and you cut him and sign a guy, this Henry Anderson, who's coming off of IR for the Patriots, and it was released in an injury settlement, which you know when you talk about injury settlements and what that means for what they can do, it, it, it's just, it was odd to me. It's a very odd move that I don't understand the reasoning behind it. Yeah. You know, we, we knew we needed edge help. I don't think this is, uh, they, they, this seems like more like a, just another body to the room, not necessarily help. Um, We had other positions. I thought we could have attacked as well. I thought tight end could have been a position. Uh, I wanted OJ Howard just for the fact that we haven't had a receiving tight end that we haven't had a, a legit receiving threat at tight end since Greg Olson has has the had departed from the team. You know, we didn't take a didn't like we were really that interested in him uh, going and now releasing Nixon, a guy whose athletic his athletic profile tells me that. And, and from what they just said a, a few days prior, they had just spoke about how they, they, they believe he could play a little bit of defensive end for them as well. So I didn't really understand why. We cut him for a guy who's got 11 and a half total sacks, and he's been in the league since 2015. So, yeah. It's it's just a question mark. It's an absolute question mark, especially when you talk about, you know, who – I mean, yeah, like Derek Brown hasn't had anyone else other than, you know, Bravion Roy to go up with. And now and, – and you get Nixon, you were hoping, you know, get that one-two kind of punch. And we have Matt Ioannidis now especially, so you knew he was going to be the main guy, but – to cut someone, especially for this edge thing, it's 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 this hybrid stuff that I, it keeps confusing me because look at it, I think we've got good guys there on the line that we know what we can do with. You know, I'm I'm happy with your chair coming back. I'm glad with the guys we drafted, but you said you didn't want to pay, you know, you didn't want to pay a sign that money because you needed that money to go other places and you could get a cheaper option for that position. We've gotten the guys still there, but we weren't paying them any extra money, and it seems like the money that we're using from that deal i mean there was a big heap of money don't get me wrong but like i don't know it just seems like an un, I, I just it, these moves seem unnecessary like you said shanti's defensive end is not the area that we i know he has defensive line you know experience and i guess that could play to this you know still positionless defense they try to run but it just it seems like another instance of cutting a young guy or cutting an uncoachable guy for someone who's a you know experienced veteran that you don't really have to lead along I think that speaks more to it's a win now type of perspective, right? They're trying to plug that. I don't agree with the talent that they picked to plug that hole. What I'm saying is it's grasping at straws to try to put a veteran in a place where you probably could have had somebody in-house that could have fulfilled that a lot better. But then why not? What is that leadership? Great. Well, let's say, but then why not throw money at Carlos Dunlap? You know, that's a proven guy who's maybe at the, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not like the Rams and the Bucks did in years past where they did that mentality. When now, we, like, get the guys we can. So you pick up Von Miller. So you pick up, you know, Leonard Fournette. Right. We're not, we're picking up these bargain bin guys that not even, I mean, this guy was on IR a week ago. He got cut off the 53-man roster because he was coming on, whether it was, you know, a sideline injury or a healthy scratch. I just... It's just I get the you know the, the the windman now mentality, but it seems like just another one of those instances of this guy is not you know fitting our scheme. He's not coachable right now. I mean, because you're t- right, Chuck. They were talking about how you know the talent that he could bring on the field. And it's the same thing I think with um um big old boy on the on the offensive line that they just cut too. 
for those same, you know, Blastoise, whatever we would exactly. Oh, oh Deontay Brown. I was yeah. Deontay, Deontay Brown to me never. He, he was injured, right? He was injured a lot. He could never stay healthy. He was overweight. He was yeah. overweight. Oh. Nixon, now, now, Nixon stay. Nixon was, was, was deemed up a good bit last year, which is yeah. another thing. Like, I, for a guy that whose athletic profile, when you look at how he, you know, look, when he look at his draft profile coming out, this guy was a. Interior pass rusher that had that, that had but, but had elite athleticism like all like all across the board could play multiple positions on on the defensive line if you if you allowed him to. Again, I don't think, bro. After a year, I, I, I mean, like I, like a year, I under, I could understand Brown because I mean if you can't control your weight, bro, you 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 may can't play this game at all because I mean the the one thing you have to do is be available in 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 sense of bro be in shape. You're an you're a professional athlete, but. For a guy that was dinged up last year, I, and but I will say I was quite disappointed in his preseason performances as well. And I mean, and 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 to the and to their credit, I can't I can't remember his name. Uh, McCall and Phil Hoskins did play better football over the course of the preseason than Nixon did. But I thought that Nixon's being well, he was like a fourth round pick, third or fourth round pick. Yeah, I think he was fourth. Yeah. I think. So again, a, a guy that was still that's drafted relatively high on your draft board, I can't see letting that type of talent go. Then not only that, you know, you lost we lost Kalen Barnes to to the Miami Dolphins off the of waivers. So that was another guy we lost to that, that I like as well. Rashantis, you mentioned OJ Howard. I mean, do you really think OJ Howard would have fit into the program that we have set forth on the offense right now? I don't see him fitting in in that receiving way unless. You have to get rid of an Ian Thomas because OJ Howard is another big body that can block. Well, see, with, with, with the with the OJ Howard thing, um, yeah, he, he may have he may have not fit here with with McAdoo because it didn't seem like McAdoo's going to utilize right. tight ends a whole bunch. So, but um, I I think just for the for for the, for the threat of having a tight end that is that 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 could be a legitimate weapon for you. I like the idea of having um OJ Howard, but um besides that, that was probably that was really about it. Schematic right. wise, I kind of I, I I really don't know what a McAdoo offense really looks like. So I'm intri- I'm still I'm still intrigued by that. I mean, he used um he used who who was the, who was the, who was the tight end up in um uh Ingram was it Ingram up in New York? Yeah, he yeah. used Ingram quite a bit. He used Ingram quite a bit, but. I was just trying to see how OJ Howard plays ball. I don't see him fitting into the scheme of what I've seen in preseason right now. I just don't. Well, honestly, I haven't seen a lot of OJ Howard football since he left oh, Alabama. True. To be fair, he was on the he was on the Bucks last year. Didn't really, ha- or excuse me, the uh, Bills last year didn't really have that much of an impact because they had the, uh, the boy uh, in front of him um, who picked well, up Kevin towards Knox the yeah yeah something like that. Um, I think it was like Dalton Notches or something to that to that effect. But I mean, I don't you know disagree with what you're saying, Shanti's, in terms of we haven't really seen. I haven't seen a scheme, especially where you know tight end fits that much. I mean, I've seen a couple passes to Ian and Tremble, and I mean there was guys that were. I mean, hell, Eric Ebron was was DM in the Panthers saying, "Look, <laughs> sign me up." And I'm like, I, I mean, it's Eric Ebron. He had you know what two years I think of of, of viability there. Um, for that point in time, but I was back when he was on the trading block. I was like, please get Ebron. Yeah. Like, please yeah, come on, it would be it would be fire. Um, now you know, I mean, I would still take him. I mean, if we're going to be throwing money at guys like Henry Anderson or the dude from the Dolphins, whatever his name is, then sure, throw money at least someone who would something like that's where it gets me. You know, the 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 it, where they have the resume that they succeed. The guys we're throwing money at don't have the resume to succeed, and it keeps bringing me this question of where are we in our are we rebuilding or are we winning now? Because you oh, rebuild, we're, we're, we're past rebuild. 
And that's what I'm saying, because then, then you don't cut guys like Nixon if you're trying to rebuild. You take the guy with the better, you know, with with the better upside or the possible the more potential and try to draw it out of him. And so now you just keep guys like Bravion Roy still on the team who really, I mean, he does he has impact. And so I understand yeah, why. Yeah, he has but, but for you know the offense, I mean, from what I've seen in the preseason, you know, from what we've shown at least in the first couple games, it is reminiscent to me of like a uh, and just because it's you know something that I had you know more um, more uh, experience with or more of a showing with it, it, it it's reminiscent to me of a you know playoff team you know winning season Titans offense you attack with the run for and I mean a pretty I mean not anything that they were breaking the mold it's pretty basic you know you run first you establish your run then you get some play action passes some over the middle some posts some drags some deep routes and you get Baker you know moving around you get you know you get everybody on their feet is what it seems a lot of you know side to side play especially in the passing attack some skinny flat you know some skinny posts out in the flats things like that um to where that's what i would think we're doing right now and i'm hoping that's just like you know the 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 boilerplate you know run of the mill this is what we're going to do this is the first 10 plays on the sheet but then we come up and we bring some reverses into that you bring some you know some some more just excitement, some more spice to it when, because that's what I think was going to have to happen. We, you know, in a week now, I mean, look at the Browns defense. We know is, is scary and knows how Baker operates. So like I said, you're going to need to make sure that you are putting them on their toes and having them on their heels, at least for the majority of the game. If you want, like, you're not just gonna be able to run down their throats. It's, it's just not going to happen. And even yeah. running in between and running outside the tackles is going to be, it's going to be tough too. Yeah, it's gonna have to be a lot of creativity um, in this first game for sure. Because cause just because if we if they line up in their base defense and we come out with with our offense and we just want to go modeling modeling model straight up, but like right now we can't win those types types of games. Not with this current group, a lot a, a bunch of guys, especially on the offensive line, that are learning how to be professionals at this level. Uh, Christensen, Icky, um, possibly you're, you're probably gonna see K Mays at some point of a, at, at, at some point soon on the offensive line. So you. Model we model, you can't you can't go straight up with that defensive front. Receiver wise, your receivers are good. Don't get it twisted. But then, but guys like, but that secondary also also has depth. They have two to three guys I think can, can run with our receivers. So yeah, you know it, it's 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 gonna have to be like you said, Jack, moving got moving Baker off the spot, getting them going in play action boots. Um, having a guy like Chanel, like LaVisca Chanel out of, you know, from Jacksonville that can, you know, maybe carry some jet sweeps, you know, give you some of that Debo-like action within your offense to allow you to kind of offset what they're trying to do with their base defense. Um, it's going to be, like you said, creativity is going to be key, and I hope McAdoo is the, is the right guy because we, we thought Brady was going to bring that college-like creativity, but he couldn't translate it into, into an NFL setting. McAdoo is supposed to be the veteran, Supposed to be the guy that knows how to, that knows how to structure an offense and, and, and structure a playbook. Let's see if he can do it. This will be a great first test for him and everybody in that building. I think this is going to take us back. I mean, to both of your points, I think it's going to take us back to the cardiac cat days, right? It's going to be a weekend and week out type of situation. We're going to come in one week. It's going to be like, oh man, we're going, we're going to the playoffs. You're going to come back a week later. You're going to be like, you know what? I think we need to go back to the drawing board. Cause I mean, Right now, the way I'm looking at it is Matt Rule's fighting for his job, McAdoo's vying for Mac, I mean for Rule's job. And then at the back of the, the back side of that, our defense is is really trying to find the identity of which way we want to move forward. Cause I I give Snow another year and Snow's out, even 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 if we are successful. Right. 
So end of the day, we are fighting for every little bit and every little bit in peace and poise. I would say to me, our offense is a little bit more encourageable than it has been in like the last two to three years. Yep. Our defense seemed a little bit more sound than it's been probably in the last five. And the only reason I say that is because we've we've shared a lot of the older veterans and all of the ones that were like rookies and like youngins. They're now our vets. We've got a nice little core that's been there since the beginning, Rivera days onto the rule days. So we've got a good cohesive unit there. I see us going nine and like I want us to go nine and eight this year. I think that's a legitimate way to look at our season. And I say that to say it's going to be ugly. We're going to lose ugly. We're going to win ugly. We may get a couple of beautiful ones in there. Thursday night, we're going to lose. When we play the Falcons, I just want y'all to know, we never perform on Thursday nights. No. We're going to lose Thursday nights. Okay? So let's just suck that up. That's an L. You know what I mean? Outside of that, I think we're going to be competitive, though. I think Baker's going to be in that competitive swag into the second half of the game, the fourth quarter. I think he's got – the 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 team behind him in his swag and i don't mean that in a negative way i only mean that in an identification way like we're not going out here just to play the just to play the game we're going out here to win the game right and i think the last couple of years we've only played just oh let's just try to make us be seen no we got to go out there and put a product on the field that's going to win will that win rules i still think rules out after this year whether win or lose i will say that I, I just the moves that we make uh, that we're making right now, you know, getting those veteran guys in the in the assistant coaching areas, getting McAdoo, something we should have done or tried to do from the beginning. The like the Cliff Kingsbury, Sean McVay, all this kind of stuff made these college guys so hyped up. But the problem was that those guys had experience coming into the NFL. They had done these things in the NFL, then got that head coaching gig. You bring in a new a head coach for the first time, and you pair him with a rookie offensive coordinator too. Like, we should have seen the writing on the wall. There was no matter what flashy stuff he was going to do. He doesn't know how to implement an NFL offense. He doesn't, he doesn't know how to do it. And so this feels like, you know, getting McAdoo was something to – that would have been what should have been done back when we first got Rule. And if it is – But that was his decision, though, Jack. That was that was Rule's decision. Like, he gave, he gave Rule's autonomy to make the decision on his coaching staff. And he thought that he didn't see fit because – Tom Coughlin and the OGs kind of, oh, that's my guy kind of conversation. Like, we can get into that. And and I agree with you on that point. I think that's Tepper's fault, and I think that stems directly from not having a GM in there that had a say at all. Because I know they don't have a say, and, you know, they don't normally have a say in the coaching hires, but they have a, they're in the conversation and can say, Tepper, don't let him hire his own coaching staff. You've given this man seven years and a crap ton of money and you're trusting him to put together a coaching staff when he's never been in the, I mean, he's been assistant coaching in the NFL before. And he's also going to ask a guy who's never, he's been like tiny jobs, you know, back over in new Orleans, but guy who's got no offensive coordinating, you know, potential or experience in the NFL, like these other guys have had. And so that's what I think, you know, it seems like almost like a reset almost with getting McAdoo. And then you get these guys on the offensive line, defensive backs, you know, getting Steve Wilkes. I'm hoping I, I think what more than likely would happen again, I hope is at least Wilkes pulls into either the defensive coordinator position or hopefully interim head coach if rule is out. But I've got the sinking feeling that he was successful or not with the moves they're making, you know, because it's been, like Baker is reminiscent of, you know, what you would have hoped to have when we first got rule got rid of cam. All that was on the board was Teddy Bridgewater. They didn't make a play for anybody else, but now you got this guy on the board who had you gotten him back in 2019 
you know, would have set you up for a lot better right now. See, like see, these big moves that they're making and the way that they're operating down in the bottom, the win now mentality. If we have a successful season here, I can really see Tepper going, okay, we had a successful season, had a winning season. He's got this, he's got this plan. He's got this, there's only, you know, a year, two more years left in his seven year, five year, whatever. He's got the pieces together. Now he's got a consistent coordinator, consistent, you know, coaches there around. I can see it being, okay, let's push him on to the next year. See what he can do now. Cause he's yeah. got this, that, that's my fear. My sinking feeling. If, if we have a winning season. The I, I understand the fear. Cause I mean, from what I'm right. saying from Tepper, he's a guy that seems very, um, rash in his decision making to say the least you know say he'll, he'll jump out the window say some things do some things that will that will that will think we'll think are crazy and i think we, we're, we're well within our he right. hates us so, apparently he hates us apparently uh, yeah well, we, oh, we, oh, we should have done that first he, he, played, he put us in the basement bro like i like dog Hey, all right, man. That's that's what's up, though. I'm glad he sees us for sure. But uh, I hope he's Joe. I hope he's. I hope he's got burners. He. I feel like he's got burners. He definitely got burners for sure. And and hey, we better let me find it because I'm, 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 I'm on. I'm on your. I'm man, all right for sure. Ain't no but, agent that can protect David Tepper. Nah, ain't nothing saving you, my boy. But um, man, I mean, for, for Tepper, bro. Look, let this contract situation run out first before we ever discuss about extending rule. Rule is not in a power position. And not only that, bro, quit making us look so desperate. He's made us look so desperate as a franchise. And the one thing I can say under Jerry Richardson and Marty Herney was that, damn it, we won a lot of things, but desperate was never one of them. I never felt like, even in all the years we were going 79, 79, 79, I never felt for a minute that, we're worse off than Jacksonville, or we're worse off than Cleveland. I never felt like that. I never felt at any point that Detroit was a was in a better situation than what we were in. We <laughs> have looked desperate for the last three years, and that's pitiful. Because look, man, throughout all of our mediocrity of this franchise's history, being desperate was never a part of our DNA. We were fighters. We were I'm like, hey, look, we know we're not getting no free agents, but we dogs. We scrap. That's what that's what we do. Rule in this in the, in, the, in this regime, they haven't brought that. They have they haven't brought. We it, it it feels like whenever the tide starts to turn, we can never turn it back. And I'm hoping that he's learned a lot. I'm hoping that he's learned a lot through these first two years. And I'm hoping that you know the staff that he's employed. I do like the staff he's employed. I do like the there, there was a clear there was a clear direction in the staff that he employed this year rather than the last two years and i will say i like where it's headed um it's all about whether it can be executed and there's a long season i don't think rule get can't i it, there will have to be a very very bad stretch of losses for rule to get canned during the <clears> season <throat> um but i mean there's potential i i i, I it, it's you know i'm a i'm a fan at the end of the day so when the seasons when when the seasons coming up on coming up on us, I start to get that that little inkling of feelings of it could possibly this could possibly work out. We got some things here and there that I think could possibly go in our favor. Um, yeah, like but like 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 Jason said, nine and eight, eight isn't off the table. And I think Baker's the type of quarterback like that cardiac cats type of team that's that's scrappy. Like I said, it looks ugly week to week. Yeah, that's what, that's what we're gonna have to get back to because yeah. I don't think the dominant the dominant flash that we saw with Cam that's that's not coming back for a while. You know, you ain't got the type of quarterback that that, that can execute that no. at least not right now. You know, he's um, efficient. He's efficient. 
He's efficient to get us to where we need to be. It's going to be interesting to see not only week one, but let's look at week four, week five, how Baker's going to fold into this his offense and see how he's going to carry us through these rough patches, right? Like we've got we've got a long time before we get to our bye week. So there's yeah. a whole lot of football. There's a whole lot of football to be played. And so we have to we have to be cognizant of the fact that Baker's coming into a place where he's gonna have to make himself a viable, valuable asset earlier on than he ever has been in his NFL career. God, is is the bye week freaking December? Yes. Oh my lord. I We're gonna be injured. We're gonna I, be banged up. Well, here's here's what I'll tell you. If if rule if Rule makes it past that, if he makes it to the bye week, I mean, like I could see him being fired in the bye week, depending because look at how that stretch is going. But I can tell you the game that'll that'll seal his fate, depending upon how the season goes. The game that'll seal his fate is the Steelers. Yes, it, it, it is the Steelers. It's a home game, yes, but Tepper was there, very present to see the end of you know the inklings of the end of Ron Rivera's career in Carolina. That started, of course, with the infamous T.J. Watt game in Pittsburgh. You know, as a part owner, he saw that. So going up against a team now that isn't the Steelers when he was the head coach, but still has some dogs on the roster. Um, that game, if we've had a if we have a losing record, it's the one where like we've only won like two of those games in that stretch or three of the games in that stretch, and we get past the bye week, and God forbid, say we lose to the Seahawks and we lose to the Steelers, I could see him saying, "All right, that's the end of this." Like it would have to no. be a detrimental run of like two games up until that point that we've won. But if there is a game that I think would cement his, you know, his end of it, it would be the nail in the coffin. I could see it because I think Tepper would take that game personally. Not in an, you know, in a, in a, in a way that exudes the animosity, but that's, you know, uh, that's yeah. a big thing for his to see, you know, the team he was a part or an owner of, and now the team he is a full owner of, to and, go, okay, like to smack him into, you know, some sense of him and say, okay, maybe I need to do something different. Well, you know, he he's wanted to model Carolina after Pittsburgh. You know, having a he he, he talked about. I remember when he initially hired Rule. He talked about Chuck Noll and and what you know and what he was able to do for Pittsburgh back in the day. You know, he's from the area, so he knows a lot more about Pittsburgh than I do. So I mean, but he, one thing he gotta understand about a guy like Chuck Noll is that, but that's that's this is a totally different NFL. We don't wait as long as as yeah. long as Chuck Noll was the coach. In Pittsburgh, we don't have that type of time. No league, no team waits that long for coaches anymore. If Be- if Belichick started his career today in the NFL, when he started that first those first two years out of New England, looking like how he did, he would have got Kane. We don't have that type of time. I mean, Saban barely Saban barely lasted long. Exactly. He didn't. Bro, it's a hey, look, man. It's next, man. Look, we go, we hey, we go ahead and get him going. There's plenty of co- coaching candidates out there. One that we know that i mean once they even have ties to the area that guys don't even want to come back and play for like we like we have so many guys in the carolinas that can coach this team that, that, that i feel like they can, they can coach this team and, and, and could take this team to a to a certain level that we can't that we can't even talk to because we don't feel they, they don't they don't they don't trust the football operation going on over here it looks it looks janky it's the like, same thing like, they kept byron leftwich out of out of jacksonville exactly and, and, well, and, and, I mean, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think that goes back to the last couple of years of, of Richardson being in office. I think yeah. everything, every everything's kind of like that umbrella of what have you done for me lately? And with the new regime of Tepper, he's got kind of that cloud of 
okay, we're going to give you a little bit. The one thing that's messing Tepper up is he hasn't embraced the Carolina way. And I'm not saying that to be like he has to assimilate to the way that we do things in the South, but dude, you've got to play nice. Yeah, yeah. You got to play nice in the sandbox, right? Yeah. You know, you're not going to come down here and bully your Pittsburgh ways on the way that we do business down here in the South. You can't try to defraud a whole city. Exactly. Football town USA. Yeah, exactly. And then then you're going to bring in a coach. Let's be 100% honest. I'm going to say it. And I've said it since since I've joined the podcast. Airbnb should have never walked out that goddamn building. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say Absolutely it in that way. Absolutely not. No, no, it shouldn't have. Not Absolutely not. It, it should have never walked out that building. Matt Rule should have never walked in the building. Yeah. That, oh, that's even better, Jack. You should have had him at the security gates pinned up against the wall. Say, hey, what do you Jason, have in your pockets? Oh, nothing? All right, cool. Get out of here. Hey, Jason and Jack, you guys said you guys spoke a real, spoke a real word about, about you know, um, Tepper coming from the north. Coming down to the south, understanding how southern football works. We all right. know how this goes, man. You better be good with the people that's greasing your pockets, that's got the money right here. Like, yeah, if you want to get if you want to get certain things done, you got you, yeah, you gotta embrace this a little bit more for sure. Why I mean, why do you think Richardson was able to go as long as it as he did as far as you know getting the franchise down here and running it how, how he ran it? Fam. Yeah, he he's one of those he's one of those type of type of guys. He's one of, he's one of those southern gentlemen that kind of just you know you know you you talk because you talk a certain talk when you when you're dying. You talk about you know we we see it from the high school level on up around here. You better talk. You got to talk nice to the to the people in charge. And and like you said, Jack, you know defaming a, a place like Rock Hill Football City USA, bro. That is not the way to go if you want fanfare to be in your favor. And then not only that, talking about what you said about the people on Twitter. Hey, where do you think these people are from, David? <laughs> and, and that's and and that's the upsetting part about it, right? Is that Tepper was doing that from the jump. I mean, we remember what the first game he was out tailgating with the fans, week yeah. one, and you saw it was all the things off the field that he presented. You know, the the the, the Ring of Honor. He, you know, the new, the new, like, you know, using up the uniforms a little bit different, you know, changing the game day experience, bringing in the colored domes, you know, the AI Panther and all that. But then, and then you don't even that, you know, announcing Charlotte FC, you know, the, the facility in Rock Hill, but then, you know, the, the, the rust started the show, you know, Rock Hill falls through fire your FC head coach six weeks in when he was doing pretty damn well. If you've seen it now, you know, replacing the homegrown field, with turf, I mean that was a staple for Charlotte and Carolina. It was grass from the both Carolinas. Zone, that was the end zones and everything. Taking out the end zones, like the grass from the two Carolinas was like that was Jerry's thing. You know, even from the like you know taking the NFL logo and saying, all right, we're going to go away with that and do the Panthers logo, which you know some people like, some people didn't. Neither here nor there. But then you start to see more now. You know, we make a bunch of luxury boxes. If you've seen them now, I've, I've looked on Twitter. You know, the the prices that they're charging now for those VIP packages. At the, oh, at the fan center it. now. I haven't, I haven't even seen it. What they used to get for like free, these packages are now like four hundred dollars. It's like a, it was like you know a, a like a a goodie bag or like a gift bag when you yeah. walked in for these v, for the VIP fans. Now they're like four hundred dollars. Oh. Wow. And these like tailgate packages that the stadium had that were normally it was included are now extra charge. Then Rock Hill falls through. You know, like the thing about the South, especially your true colors are going to start showing. There, you know, the rust ain't gonna ain't gonna be covered that long, Mm-mm. and I right. feel like none of that. Also, he didn't translate any of that onto the field. You know, exactly. it wasn't in, in, in terms of football operations. He should he shouldn't try to come down here and put that attitude before he builds up what needs to be done. 
Bingo. You can't. You can't. I mean, you you can't. Anybody trying to, it's been proven time and time again. So I'm not saying that he's a bad businessman, even though I think the way that he's trying to go about it, it's not going to get him very far. I mean, four of his executives have just all jumped ship in the last like six months of his head of a sports entertainment company. So take that with what you will. Yeah, man. It's a, he, I understand the business of football is a totally different thing, though. Because like, like, like you said, Jason, look, you got to build. You got to show. You got to show football fans first before we start believing in anything. We got to see product. We got to see results. And I will say, I was excited when when Tepper got the team. I because I because I wanted you know new innovation into this franchise. You know we, it's you know it's a small southern city. Talk about where it's like you, when you know where it's located. You know the 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 mentality around these places, bro. You know it's not very it's not very very progressive. They've made progress, but it's not ultra progressive like. Like, you know, we talk about cities like in New York. We talk about, you know, we talk about cities like in Atlanta and places like that that that, that continue to, to, to continue to progress their cities and continue to progress their franchises. You know, Charlotte wasn't, you know, we, we're behind. We're, we're way behind, but we just kind of always like what we liked. And, you know, now that he's kind of come in and changed that, you got to show you got to show and prove before, you know, anybody really starts to buy into you. And I think that's what gets just more frustrating about it. You kind of go, okay, what are we doing now? Where, where's the direction? What are we doing? What is happening? And and it's, it's hard to see, you know, all these little all these little cuts, like I said, it just, it, it makes it really weird. And so I guess I'm hoping, you know, for, I mean, I'm a fan. I'm always going to rock with it and I'm excited, you know, going forward, but I'm also going to be sitting this aura of like, I'm really not expecting anything right now. Like I'm expecting us to win, but I'm also not at the same time. Like I could go into every week of this year going, okay, we could win this game. We could also I'm not gonna lie. I'm looking at that schedule. Three and those gotta happen. You gotta go. You gotta. Yes. Yes. You kinda have to. At least two and one. At least two and one. Two and one. At least two and one. Two and one. If we come out, three and those. If we don't come out, yeah. But if we don't come out two and one, that wild card spot is hardest. Hell yeah. That's a long way. It's it's a long way. Hardest hell to get to. You get three wins in those first three weeks, man. I I can see you gaining confidence enough to be able yes. to get six more, you know, yes. but, but you got to start out fast, stay on they, stay on their necks and try and try to try to stay ahead of the pack. Because I mean, we don't know what New Orleans lo- looks like this year. We don't know what Atlanta no. look, looks like this year. Um, we don't even know truly what Tampa looks like. Cause I mean, Brady doesn't even seem, I don't even, he doesn't have a line. He doesn't even have a line. No, he's he not. He doesn't he's have upset. a line. He doesn't. I don't feel like he's. I don't. I don't feel like he's. His game. His head is all the way in football right now. Oh, no. I feel like there's a lot of things taking. You know, pulling at him that are. That he probably should have stayed where he was and stayed retired. But uh, there's a whole thread saying right now that there's a whole theory that apparently he's. He took all this absence to be on the masked singer and that he's gonna. And when the season drops, that he's gonna be one of the because you know they filmed that all ahead of time. <laughs> and so there's people saying that that's what he was doing in the off season when he originally retired. He had signed on to do it and then contractually when he came back he still had to go do it and that's one thing people are i mean but that's the point like that's my thing Shanti. at this point i'm getting to the point where look at i'm marking up the seasons by going all right just at least split at least split your 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 division play i'd yeah. love that you swept the falcons but i know that's not going to happen i'd love for you to sweep the falcons that would be a good season for me if we swept the falcons and at this point win your win your primetime game just for the love of god win a primetime game we're not going to we win Thursday night. We're not we did, it, we did it last year, and it cost us everything. Yeah. It cost us the whole season. 
at what cost did we do it last year when literally our entire team went down? We went so all like, in for that Thursday night game, boy. And I mean, that's what's happened. Well, like Thursday, like primetime games ever since, ever since Keekley went down with that concussion in the Saints game. Oh yeah, I just I, hated primetime games. Yeah, it's no. That, was that no? Was that against the Colts when he went against Andrew Luck? There was there. Well, no, Keekley did it two years in a row. Yeah. He did. He had the concussion against the Colts the one year, and then against the Saints the year after. Remember, he was crying on the car. Oh, like, that's it right. was yeah, that's it right. was bad. Then the next year, I think the cap. No, I don't think the cap went down. I think the next year was it was it was somebody. Yeah, um, primetime games aren't very favorable to Carolina because then the Steelers cam went down, and then yeah, we just always see. I was, at that, I was at that Colts game. I was at the Colts game when Keekley went down. I was at that game. We've always seen to embarrass ourselves some type of with some some sort of fashion. It always seems to come at a cost every time we play on national. Ever since the Super Bowl, guys. Every since the Super Bowl. Yeah. And before, I mean, I guess before, really, even almost like because we got getting so good, so we kept getting more primetime games. And then, like, I mean, the best season we ever had with primetime games was 2015 when we had the Colts one, and we had the um. Man, uh, it just it just seemed like Cam just kept stepping up every time. You just kept seeing him play better and better and better in the prime. That was a Thanksgiving time. game. That was a Thanksgiving game. We uh, beat the Dallas got the Thanksgiving game beat though. That's crazy. We went in that game undefeated, and, that, and we got picked to lose by a lot of people. I will yes, never forget. Well, I will never forget walking through the halls of my high school and being like, "Oh, the Cowboys are going to show in Charlotte, no, no less." Saying, yeah. "Oh, the Cowboys are going to show the Panthers who they really are. Like they're going to surprise. You know, they're going to Tony Romo is going to light them up. This is the first real team they played all season." Bro, I'm not, like clenching my been, fists. We have been battle tested well before we played Dallas that year. Mm-hmm. Like now, mm-hmm. 2013, I'll say that team had kind of got by oh, yeah. not playing a whole lot of great teams except for New England probably that year. And it kind yeah. of showed it kind of show. I mean they they I mean, they played San Francisco early in that year, but you kind of won that one on like how you won that San Francisco game that year in the regular season, you should never win a football game that way ever, usually. Because yeah. you didn't play you didn't play well. <laughs> you, offensively you play like absolute dog crap and you kind of just got by your defense just had a, one of the greatest performances that a defense could have. And you end up getting that win. So, you know, I mean, we, we've had our moments here and there for sure, you know, under Cam. But, but honestly, any primetime game that hasn't been Cam Newton, bro, I don't even try to – I don't even bother watching it. I, I know just, my even, with Cam, even with Cam, even with Cam, I don't try to watch it. I mean, the last I, – I, 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 try, I try not to because I don't like seeing the – I don't like seeing the NFL Twitter just rip my guy to pieces. You know what right. I'm saying? It, the last good primetime game – I think the last good primetime game we probably had was I want to say – Probably that Dolphins game back in twenty seven and twenty sixteen. I think. Yeah, yeah, Cam started going crazy. That was when Cam went off against the Dolphins. Because uh, even the one of the year, the the next year was what that Saints game on Thursday night where we almost won by we almost won because Dante yeah. had that pick the the two point yep. conversion yep. returned all the way, mm-hmm. but and then and then they fumbled into the end zone to get us to give the ball in the touchback. It's just I don't know. Like I'm looking at the schedule, and I mean, just my God, like. Yeah, the first really five games. The first five games are beasts, dude. The first five, but then go past it at the Rams, hosting the Bucks. Then- I will say this though: the, the first five aren't as bad as y'all making them out to be. I'll say that the Colts and the 49ers aren't as bad as I thought. The Cardinals, I have to say, the, the only game that I feel like we, the games we should lose, would be the Cardinals and the Browns. If, See, if because I, I, I think. Where's the like? What, what what do we know? I mean, hell, from what I've from what I've been hearing for like the past like four or five months, they don't even like Trey Lance and <laughs> in San Francisco. Oh, they don't. Right and and so, I'm fine with that. 
I'm fine with that too. But you know, I, I mean, I think that's a team that's in turmoil. I, I think that's that's a team that's that has turmoil going on as well. And they're not even sure about who you know what you know. They're not even sure about the guy they drafted third overall. See, that's just where, like the Rams, Bucks, Falcons, Bengals, Falcons, Ravens, Broncos, Seahawks, Steelers. Like, I mean, my God. Yeah. Do you really think Joe Burrow's going to be that good this year? Jason, it's I'm sorry. A, like, it's not it's, about Burrow necessarily. It's about it's what about, they've done with that line to assist Burrow, even though he's not even playing right now because, I mean, well, he had surgery in the, in the offseason. You know. I think it would be, you know – yeah, I think it'd be ridiculous to not expect him to play well. I mean, I know the Super Bowl slump, sophomore, you know, not sophomore slump, but, you know, Super Bowl slump is a definite thing. But the talent that they have still in the offense, you know, you still got – I mean, Joe Mixon's still, a, you know, a, a talent no, 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 right no. now. No, no, skill players, no, skill players, I get it. What I'm saying is him coming off this injury, it's going to be interesting to see his confidence and how he truly, truly comes to play. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a baller. I think I think he's one of top seven, definitely, in the league. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you, it's going to be interesting to see how he follows up. If we were playing in September or October, I'd give you that one. But seeing, I mean, look at he came off of an ACL tear and then went on a Super Bowl run, and and I mean, you know, two, doing that twice off of injuries is tough, but. If we were seeing him in, in September, October, I would I would be a little less scared. But it seems like you know November is where the end. It's easy. we'll know you know whether or not we should be worried about him. Yeah. And and, well, I, and I think sure. it seems like last year they, they started putting it together there in November, and December to get to the playoffs because yeah. I mean they weren't good coming off the first beginning of the season. You know they were back and right. forth well into October. Yeah. And then they it's hit that, that run in November and December. It's that run. It's like but like you said though, it's that run from. From that 49ers game on down to the Broncos, I, I don't. I cut it off at the Seahawks. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not rolling. I'm not, I'm not no, either. But no, Drew Pan- Lock, Geno Smith team is 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 getting a rise out of me, even though I might. Like, but I think you forget what Russell will what what a DK Metcalfless Seahawks yes. did to the Panthers back in what was it 2019? Yep. And yep. and and Garrett said Cam. No, was Cam playing? That? No, Cam wasn't playing that no. game. That was Teddy Bridgewater, right? That was Teddy Bridgewater. No, that was Kyle Allen, I believe, or Taylor Heineke, because that was that yeah, same but that, season. But that, yeah, but you, but no, you were scared of you. No, you're scared of Russell Wilson, bro. You're not scared of Seattle. I understand that, but it's it's just the it's the juju associated with the Seahawks. It's why I'm not really scared of the Cardinals game because we tend to do fairly well against the Cardinals, no matter who they got back there, Kyler or not, because we beat Kyler his rookie year, and then we, yeah. you know, without them the next year. But it's just that it's that juju surrounding the Seahawks that I can never be comfortable with. I just I, I will never be comfortable for a Seahawks game, no matter how, like because I was comfortable I for that game in 2019. I was like, okay, even with Kyle Allen, they're they are a, like they're not good. I we know that. they're it, not good. Historically, we don't play the Seahawks well. And that no. goes all the way back to like 2005 when we made the NFC Championship game with Steve Smith. Yep. Yeah, that team. We historically don't play that team well. Them or the Pittsburgh Steelers either. If you think about it, like I don't no. I, actually. Actually, I don't know when the when the last time we I think the last time we beat Pittsburgh in a regular. We don't play Green Bay well either. We don't play Green Bay well either. No, the refs screw us over. No, nah, we should have beaten them the last two years. We should have beaten them the last two freaking years. But they caught a bull. Hey, I don't know about the Green Bay joint because when Cam was here, we beat Green Bay. We like, one of his most well known highlights. One of his most well known highlights is calling that wheel route 
and saying we're going to mm-hmm. do it anyway. Then the year before that, we beat what was it? The Packers back at the end of the didn't TD have that pick against the yeah, Packers? TD had, yeah, TD had that. No, yeah, the refs because yeah. in that snow game, McCaffrey crossed that line of scrimmage. I don't care what you say. And then yeah. the next year, Bruce Irvin breathes on Aaron Rodgers, and his State Farm insurance kicks in, and they get a freaking rough in the passer penalty, <laughs> and we lose that game. So, I, but the like, Packers. It, but I will say Pittsburgh, bro. We haven't been Pittsburgh since they had Cordell Stewart. That's like have this is like this is like nineties. I don't even know the last time we beat Pittsburgh. I can't even remember the last time. I'm telling you, it's like ninety ninety eight, ninety nine, somewhere around there. That's the last time. Can, that's the last time I can I can recall a, a Panthers team beating Pittsburgh. Playing tw- played them in twenty nineteen was the first time I even remember playing the Steelers. Let we, alone we, we didn't play them in the preseason. That's usually our preseason. Yes, and a finale for most years. Yes, because Richardson had a, a connection. When we played the same three teams, it was it was either the the Redskins, Steelers, and Bills, or it was the Steelers, Patriots, Bills, or some yep. you know something to that effect. And it even transferred over into the Commanders and and the Patriots as well. That's all it always is, and that, I think it had a small part to play because Richardson had some sort of connections there. Yeah, but like that's I just you know this uh, like I, there's not a game that I'm like confident about because even the 49ers like. I could say, yeah, I'm not scared of that game that much, but especially since it's so early in the season. But hell, I, I could even foresee somehow the Lions with the guys they've got in, rookie, in the rookies and oh, so forth. Hey, here's the thing about it, man. I, I tell everybody this. I said, bro, every NFL schedule is hard. I don't care what anybody, I don't care what people grade it out as. These are NFL athletes every week, and you don't know what teams are going to ride, what teams are going to fall. So you kind of, it's, it's a crapshoot every week. Your best bet, your, the only thing you can do is just hope and pray your team. Is playing well that week, and the NFL is about matchups, and we'll learn a lot more about Carolina after Week One when we start to see what they're gonna actually do in real game action. Because we here's the thing about the preseason: now there wasn't a historically week week three of the preseason was your dress rehearsal. It all your starters played for that first half, and you got a great look at what you at what you were doing. Starters against starters. Well, now everybody's doing it differently, where it's Week Two. For some teams, sometimes some for maybe for some it may be the first week, it may be that first game. So none of us, I don't think anybody around the league has truly seen what their starters are going to look like. Some and most most teams now don't even play their starters in the preseason. They'll they'll let guys, they'll let the second string guys spin, but their starters will not touch the field in a preseason game. So we, I, I think it's going to be a mix of everybody's going to be figuring it out all at the same time. The Browns are still a team that's trying to figure out their quarterback situation and how they're going to actually execute their offense. We're trying to figure out how we're going to implement, you know, Robbie and DJ and all these guys into a game plan for, you know, for a full 60 minutes. So it, it's going to be fun on both ends. I feel like I, I think it's just going to – I just think we just got to it's just enjoy the ride and just see where, see where this thing takes us. Look, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I found, and I, because last year I did it too, the year before that, you know, week one, we come out strong. All right, cool. Let's go into it. Like, I'm excited now. I'm not going to, I'm not going to start breathing until probably week four. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be <laughs> de-stressed until week four, because clearly that is the, the cut, you know, that first that quarter of the season. cut off date for the past yeah. season. Yeah, sure. that is where, you know, I'm week five is week one at this point is how I'm really looking at it. Because there's yeah, just, there's just, especially, especially with this week, this first four weeks. Because, right. you know, like last year, three and one looked real damn good up until we saw the Cowboys. And, and, and you know, the I, I'm not looking at false profits anymore. I don't care how we play, you know, against whatever t- team, whatever guys people put out there, whether injuries or not, it, it doesn't mean anything right now up until week five. I just, I, I can't do it. I, I can't do it again because, they, like, right. I, I could see us coming out, Browns, you know, 
28 to 21 game winning Baker drive. That's not a bad loss. That's a good win. You know, that's an exciting win and proving well, that's the problem. Score. That's the problem. If we come out and we win big against the Browns, the false confidence that goes behind that is our downfall. You understand and, what I'm saying? No, you're completely right. Because then we come against the Giants and it'd be just like, you know, from going from what Jets to, to, it'd be like the kind of, we play like we do against the Jets, barely scrape by. And we go, okay, well, you know, I mean, it's still a new team. Well, we always, we, we always play down to our competition. We never play up. Oh, absolutely. No. Or we play up and then play down in the last two minutes of the game. And then we play down to the level of our competition and let teams like the Vikings or the Jets and, and anyone creep back in. And then, like I said, there's that one game every year where we get to win at least like the last five years, whether it was the 49ers, the Steelers, the Cowboys, what have you, where we get obliterated. You know, I mean, I can't remember how many, I can't remember the last time we had so many seasons with a 50 point, you know, allowing 50 points. I don't think exactly the Cowboys was 50, if I'm not, but it was it was damn near close. Yeah, it was um, like 40 something. It was like 40 something for sure. It was, it was uh, y'all, 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 I think y'all, y'all may be dragging it a little bit. It was like third. It was like, it was, it was in the third. It looked bad. It looked worse than what it was. I'll tell you that. Yes, like, it, it did. I, I give like, you that. I give you that, Shantese. Like the first that. quarter and a half, it was tight. Then somehow, whatever happened that third quarter, it shit got, it, it got ugly. Okay, yeah, it was it was it was thirty six to twenty eight. But remind you, Shantis, at the third quarter, like you said, it was it was it was thirty three to fourteen yeah. in the third quarter, and then the Panthers scored two pointless touchdowns. But we almost came. That was another thing. We almost was came say, back. It was it was a game at the end. It just it was so bad. It got so bad so quickly. That you kind of just forgot that you got deflated. Really that third quarter got you deflated. Yeah, because yeah. because Sam Donald was seeing ghosts. Exactly. And then, I hope he gets better soon. <laughs> I do, man. I hope so too. Because then we can we can all work to heal and move on. Yeah, <laughs> and hopefully, and hopefully, move on to being a backup quarterback, or just go ahead and fire up that LinkedIn and go ahead. No, we got Easton. Easton's our backup quarterback, dog. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Easton's our backup quarterback. <laughs> Easy. He'll, he'll be on the field when he'll be on the field when we're down by 24 points against the Giants again. It's just like well, like the, I wasn't the most deflating part about this season is that it, you know even if Baker plays bad, like I don't want to see anybody else play quarterback for us this year. No, exactly. No, me either. Like me either. so, like yes, we, had our, we had our chance at that point. Yeah, yeah. unless unless Baker has lost a foot or an arm, he needs well, to he be on that field. He needs to be out there. But to end on a more uplifting note, I will say the week one for the Panthers has always been really good. You know, you have a home opener again. I, I know, Jason, you're going to be out there. I would kill to be out there in that stadium for that game because oh, the yeah. atmosphere, I, I, I don't know. I'm assuming that I don't know if they'll introduce Baker in the offense first or if they'll do defense and stick with who we know because I don't know how it's going to be received. I mean, I think it would be received pretty well if it's Baker out there. I'm assuming they're going to have to introduce Baker just for the, yeah. for the, the ambiance of the stadium. I'm hoping for a packed stadium out there. Hoping it's rocking because if so, it'll be a fun, fun game to watch. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to the atmosphere. I was just talking to my my buddy. I'm going to the game with. I think it's going to be the most electric, probably since Cam came home. Yeah. Even 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 bigger than Julia JP coming home, Pep coming home. You know, like I think I think this is going to be one for the ages. And if Baker comes out like I think he's going to come out. Kind of like my Seminoles and my Old Dominion Monarchs. If, if, if I get the those comparisons before week one, 
<laughs> I know you do. I know they're both winners. They're both winners. You, Fair you hate all you want. They're, they're both winners. They're both winners. You know, I mean, I'm I'm riding with the winners. <laughs> Look, at, I'm I'm expecting us to more come out like South Carolina week one against a team that we probably should beat, but down at least five. What was it? Six points in the third quarter in the second quarter. <laughs> Yeah, that, uh, but that, then, that, but that, then, hopefully, you know, coming in that get that third, that twenty point fourth quarter, and right. uh, and and get some and get some going there. That's what I'm really hoping for. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I I can see that happening a bit more because, look at like I say, I just I'm hoping for hoping for a good game. Absolutely. But of course, until then, we're gonna have to spend the the longest week ever waiting, yes, waiting yes, for that game to happen. So until then, we gotta keep waiting and keep pounding.